I'm CBS 19 meteorologist Jack Durkin for Seville 107.5 and 1260 WCHV. Welcome to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host for the next 30 minutes as we have a conversation about faith and how to integrate our faith into all the areas of our lives. On this show, we share testimonies and faith journeys intended to encourage you if you're already a believer and challenge you a little bit if you're still checking out faith because the Bible says... Faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. So that's what we do on this show. We share the Word, and we pray that God will open up your hearts to receive it today. We'd like to start the program with a scripture reading. I'm currently in the book of Acts. This is Acts chapter 5. It's kind of a short read, but very interesting. It goes like this. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade, but no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, Sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages all around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. And that's Acts chapter 5, verses 12 to 16. We'll talk about that on the show a little bit. Thanks for tuning in. This is Everyday Faith Radio. I want to remind you we have all our podcasts loaded on iTunes. We also have a website, everydayfaithradio.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with today's special guest. Please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. Charlottesville Parks and Rec will be having the Halloween Festival on October 26th at the Sprint Pavilion from 2 to 4 p.m. There will be live music, a costume contest, a live dance performance, and trick-or-treating on the downtown mall. Sylvania County will host their 15th annual Halloween Festival October 25th and 26th. Friday will be at the library from 5 to 8.30 p.m. and will include arts and crafts and a movie. The 26th from 6 to 8 p.m. will be at the Pleasant Grove Pole Barn for hayrides and costume contests. Bring the whole family Saturday, October 26th from 11 to 2 for the annual Stonefield Shop and Treat. Kids of all ages will love this event that will feature complimentary face painting, train rides, a photo booth, a costume contest, and a parade. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to PSA at MonticelloMedia.com. For more events, visit our website, WCHV.com. Welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a great program. It's a little bit of a surprise. My good friend Joan Hutter is in the studio, but she's abdicated her seat to my other friend, David Bradshaw. David comes to us via Fredericksburg and the Prayer Furnace. We also have two friends of David and Joan. We have... Faith and Gabe are with us. They may step in on the program, but David, 
Thanks for being in on the show. Yes, well, thank you for having me. It's my joy to be here, and it is a surprise, but God is is doing some amazing things right now all over America. We are, uh, this weekend, this past weekend, we've witnessed something remarkable. We had 417 cities and campuses all hosting 50 hours of worship and prayer and gospel proclamation. And so many of them were intense, and we just have witnessed incredible things um, going on. And so this is a pretty amazing moment. So we came to Charlottesville because Charlottesville has one tent here, and uh, we are seeing it in cities all over the nation as well. Ben, again, just kind of taking in the idea that it's 50 hours of worship just here in Charlottesville, and then in the lobby you get a hold of me and say, no, this is not just Charlottesville. It's not just a Charlottesville thing. This is the nation that's happening, taking time out concurrently. Can you just kind of touch on that again for our listeners so they don't snooze on that like I did? Yeah, we right now we have 417 locations, and the majority of them are intense in public. So it's 50 hours of prayer and worship and also uh, gospel proclamation. So it really is a remarkable moment, and it's viral. And, and we just believe that this is a transformational movement to see cities and universities transformed with the presence of God and the and the testimony of the gospel. Mm, gosh, I just love that idea. So as somebody who hears from God quite often, again, we're talking with David Bradshaw on Everyday Faith Radio. David, you hear from God a lot. Um, suppose we have a listener who's just happen to tune in to the radio today, and they don't hear from God. Like, they want to hear from God. And and you are talking about 50 hours of prayer happening nationwide, and that maybe blows them away. Let's, let's drill it down to the individual. How can somebody hear from God if they, if they really are seeking the Lord? What, what do you recommend on that? Well, you know, I mean, the Bible says if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. And that's really what the tents are about in many ways. Is we just mm-hmm. want to create a context for people to seek the Lord. And so there's young and old, all kinds of different backgrounds. But we just believe that the Lord is responsive. And so and, and prayer, I often say prayer is not really about prayer. You know, it's not a religious formality. It's not something we do to try to get God's attention or, you know, earn merit points. It's God is relational. And He's a father, and he sent his son, Jesus, to die um, for our forgiveness. And so for me, prayer is not about prayer. God has made himself accessible because of what Jesus has done. And so anyone can draw near to God and ask him to reveal himself. And I believe that if you ask him, uh, he will. So do you look at, 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 at Jesus, do you look at God as more of a, of a I, know, I know you just mentioned father, but do you also look at, you know, going about your day is you have a partner? I do. I, I think the most important conversation in our life is our conversation with God. I mean, the Bible says pray without ceasing, you know, and the idea is that God has made himself available for constant interaction and not just one way either. God, God wants to intervene in daily life. He wants to encounter us and meet us in daily life. And I think that these tents across America are just a statement. It's a statement that Jesus is, is real. And he wants to interact with our cities, and he wants to interact with our hearts. And frankly, he wants to transform our cities and change us, mm-hmm. because you can't meet the Lord and stay the same. That's the great thing. He, he always changes our hearts, and he changes our understanding, and, and that's our, our passion. I and mean, we just believe America, that more than a geopolitical solution, 
America needs to be reborn. We need to know mm. we need to know God. And this is our passion in these tents in many ways is to bring the presence of God public, bring it out to the streets, out to the center of university campuses, invite anyone to pursue the Lord. Wow, I just I'm blown away by it again. I, get, I went into this this session thinking 50 hours in Charlottesville, and no, no, it's 400, 416 cities, 417, 417 cities across the country concurrently. How about the uh, scripture that says, "Where two or more are gathered in my name, God promises He will be there as well." What about 416? Multiply that by 416. Do you expect, you, do you have like an expectation that God will show up in the middle of all this? Absolutely. Uh, there's no question in my mind that what's happening right now mm. has God's ear and his attention. Mm. And God will respond. We often say, what goes up must come down. So there's this sense where as we talk to the Lord, especially in agreement, and that's another reason for tents, it brings us together. And so even outside of our churches, in the sense that it's not just one church, but people in different churches and different uh, backgrounds, different ethnicities, you know, different generations are coming together around the person of Jesus around his presence and and anything's possible. I mean, the, the Bible does say where two or three agree on anything, it will be done. It, it, it doesn't say it might be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it says, says it will be done. And so there is no question that uh, this movement of prayer and worship is gonna, is gonna bring change. Mm-hmm. God's gonna respond and we don't know all that's gonna happen, but we've done this now for a couple of years and we've seen absolutely incredible things happen for the past two years in cities and campuses. Well, Tent Charlottesville happening right now uh, as we record the show. Uh, it's happening, so it's Friday, Saturday uh, in Charlottesville, um, right next to Albemarle High School. What's the name of the church? Connect Church. Connect Church, right next door to Elmore High School. Amazing. Let me ask you a couple questions, Mr. Bradshaw, if I will. So, how does a guy become so intense? Like, like I'm sitting here across from you, and I can tell that you are just intense and passionate for God. Let me let me just peel that back. Like, how does that form? I know that's not. Uh, well, I would guess it's not just an overnight thing that happened, or, or maybe it did, or is it years of seeking God? How, how do we get to the David Bradshaw of today? Well, you know, first of all, I'll say I'm as weak as anyone, and that's the great news is the ground's level at the foot of the cross, as they say. So, But, I, you know, I think, honestly, uh, we love God because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not gritted teeth striving to get God's attention that produces passion. It's when we realize what he's actually like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the greatest crisis in America is the knowledge of God. You know, it's there's a lot of crisis issues we're dealing with. But at the bottom, at the end of the day, what America needs is to know what God's actually like. That he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That he's stunning in who he is. He's the best person that's ever existed. The Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. You know, and and I think what happened in my life is, um, as a teenager, uh, I was um, I, I encountered God for who He is. I I experienced uh, the reality of His love for me. I experienced the reality of His beauty as a person, and the and the and the will of God being um, the greatest adventure you could ever live. Mm. And I remember when that revelation hit me. 
uh, it changed everything. I, I was I was a different person overnight as a, as a high schooler, and so. Um, but I believe it's not because I'm a better person than anybody, or or have something that anybody else doesn't have. It's really it's really just knowing what God's actually like. That that'll change the human heart. It always changes the human heart. All right. So you um, become born again. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue to be passionate about Jesus. What then leads you to the prayer furnace? And if you could just kind of touch in on what the prayer furnace is, but I want to know kind of the progression of how how do we get to uh, the prayer furnace and kind of I, I understand the encounter Jesus, I get that, but I want to now know what what happened with kind of the leap to the prayer furnace? How does that happen? Well, you know, we uh, I was running with a, a young adults, and we there was a just a hunger to know God and 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 experience His presence mm-hmm. and and walk with Him that way. And so we began to seek the Lord. Um, and I remember in uh, in the early two thousands, somebody came to me and said, "What if we pray uh, twenty four hours a day?" And that honestly, I I'd, I'd never known anyone that had ever done that before. But we tried it for three days, and that three days changed our life because God responded, mm-hmm. and uh, we met the Lord so powerfully that three days. It, it it changed our whole perspective. Is is that God is the is is the answer to our questions? Mm-hmm. He's the one that satisfies the human heart, and so we uh, that that began us on our journey. That's ultimately led to Awaken the Dawn, which is our ministry now across the nation with uh, these ex- these gatherings of worship and prayer. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Um, we're going to take a break in just a second, but uh, let me ask you one quick question as we head out to the break. As you read the scripture, and I know you're a man that studies scripture, where where do you see yourself? Like like when you read different books of the Bible, where what what characters do you see? And I'm not saying you know it has to be parallel to Moses the whole way, but you know, do you see snippets of yourself in this person and that person and this person? Do you read the scripture and say, well, gosh, that you know, that's the story of my life. Well, I think in terms of those that inspire me, obviously Jesus himself, right. but uh, David is a big inspiration mm-hmm. as a king who, um, you know, right at the center of his ministry, he hired 4,000 musicians, and uh, he set them before the Lord 24 hours a day mm-hmm. for 33 years, And because David understood something about God. Mm-hmm. He, is, he understood God's personality. He understood what happens when we relate to God that way, and he ran his kingdom that way, you know, and, and that's very inspirational to me because David was a friend of God, and he, he knew God's personality, and I think that's what we're inviting America into, is to know, know God like David knew God, but now we have the New Testament, we have the, we have the, the cross, and so it's actually even greater than David. Mm, well, this is Everyday Faith Radio. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of our interview with David Bradshaw. Please stay with us. Hi, this is Sean Doolittle, and you're listening to Charlottesville's home of the Washington Nationals. He's under and waiting, and he makes the catch! He makes the catch! Bang! Soon go the fireworks! A National League Championship winning Curly W is in the box! The Washington Nationals are in the World Series. Game 1, Tuesday, October 22nd. Seaville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. And then you're Welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a special guest with us in town for Tent Charlottesville is David Bradshaw. David, 
for our listeners who are just tuning in, how did Tent Charlottesville, what's the genesis of it? How, how does this happen where you get 417 cities all happening at one time, 50 hours of prayer? Where does that come from? Well, you know, we had a moment two years ago on the National Mall in Washington, D.C., and it was a pretty profound journey to get to that point because nothing like that had ever been done before. And we did feel like the Lord led us to do it very clearly. Um, it was it was a whole series of things, including God, God speaking to us, we believe, um, through some dreams and, and just God opening doors. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up on the National Mall. We had 58 tents covering li- literally one end of the mall to the other, and uh, it was a tent for every state, and then there were regional tents, and then a big stage, and ended up with about 50,000 people there from mm-hmm. every state, and all the tents were filled 24-7 for three days with worship and prayer and the proclamation of the gospel, and it was a profound, it, 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 for me, it was a life-changing moment. It changed mm-hmm. the trajectory of our ministry, and, that, and that's really what birthed what is now Tent America. Mm, amazing. So we talk a lot about testimonies on this program. From your perspective, how would you explain to one of our listeners why is why is the testimony so important from your perspective? Well, I think it just gives you um, uh, a sense of who God is, and 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 what it does really is it invites all of us into. Um, a hunger for God, because mm-hmm. when you see what He's done, and it's real time, mm-hmm. you know somebody that's, you, you know, you can you can't argue somebody out of their experience in one sense when they're coming with something authentic and they're saying, no, God really did this in my life, mm-hmm. and and we and like I mentioned, the National Mall. I mean, we saw during those three days as fifty thousand people worshipped and prayed twenty four seven. I mean, the the chief of police came down to the mall and he walked them all at about midnight and he said, I just he pulled our leaders aside. He said, I just want I want you to know that there's a buzz in the police force of Washington D C because the crime rate has completely dropped mm-hmm. and nobody has an explanation for mm-hmm. it. And he and this guy was a believer and he says, I think it's because of you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are of uh, sixteen hundred different worship groups just praying day and night. And it was so powerful that we're getting testimonies from uh, somebody completely outside of our sphere really confirming the reality that God is alive, God still acts, He still moves, and He responds to the worship and prayer of His people, especially when we come together as family. So mm. it's testimonies like that that just it, – what it does is it, it produces faith. Mm. For those that you know are longing to know God, you hear someone's story, even the Gospels are the testimony of Jesus. And so that's, uh, that's what we want to we stick to. We want to we know what God's doing and just declare it boldly. For our listeners also um, – Wondering your sense on this, do you still encounter the miraculous today? Like, do you see, like, uh, I, I come across a lot of people that will say, well, you know, what happened? You know, we, we opened the show with a, a reading from a passage in the book of Acts, and there are some who feel like, okay, well, that was that whole miraculous scene, that was for then. That's not for today. What does David Bradshaw have to say about that? Well, I think, first of all, the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, we do see the miraculous. Um, and I don't believe that that necessarily is, is a teaching from the Scriptures, that the miraculous has completely disappeared. In fact, the Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, mm-hmm. and forever. And, uh, we, yes, we have seen it. Um, it's not every single day, you know, mm-hmm. but we've definitely witnessed God do things that the only explanation is, is Jesus, and uh, including some of the things we've seen in these gatherings. You know, not only the police force giving us the testimony, but, you know, also many people were healed. 
mm. during the during these moments of worship and prayer and and just some powerful mm. uh, testimonies like that one 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 person actually had uh, deaf ears opened and and things things of that nature just in the midst of the worship and and um some of these testimonies we we verified medically just to see to confirm you know um and and there's there's been verification of of a number of these Testimony. So, absolutely, I believe that Jesus is the same today as he was 2,000 years ago. I'm just curious for our listeners, uh, during your time in the ministry, what if I ask you to kind of pull one uh, supernatural event that you've witnessed or something miraculous, what kind of comes to mind, just top of mind for you in terms of, you know, this happened and the only explanation is that it was supernatural? Yeah, there are a number of testimonies. Um, one that just comes immediately to mind is during one of our 24-hour prayer events. Um, a young girl came in who was uh, only had one lung, so she couldn't exert a lot of physical activity without getting completely winded. And uh, we were in a time of worship, and she was very enthusiastic in the worship and suddenly realized she could breathe a little better. And nobody had prayed for her specifically. It was just a time of worship, and she went home and got an X-ray, and realized she actually she had her second lung back. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord had given her her lung, and um, and there's no explanation for that. And it's you're looking at the X-ray and and just going, well, the, there was no lung, and then there's a the lung. It's like the <laughs> the um, the man at the gate, beautiful, that was healed, and it's like, well, he, he was blind, mm-hmm. you know, or, and and now he's not blind. Mm-hmm. It's, I, all I know is I was blind, and now I see. Mm-hmm. And so those there have been things like that. You know, again, it's not every day, but it, but it has happened. And in that particular case, because it was verified with an X-ray, you know, where you're looking at it, it's, it's particularly profound. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, uh, David Bradshaw. Last question for you, and then I'm going to work in our other two guests. Um, for any of our listeners, again, who maybe they are outside of faith, they haven't come to faith yet. They want it. They just don't know what to do. Like they just don't know how. They don't know Jesus. How would you introduce somebody who's just listening on the radio today, this morning, just happens upon the station? How would you introduce somebody to Jesus? You know, I think I would say that, first of all, I would say that he really does love you and that he's pursuing you mm-hmm. and that if if you will ask him, I, I do believe he'll reveal himself to you. And, you know, many times it's a process. It's a journey. And there's no question that's too hard for him. He's not intimidated by uh, the issues of the human heart and the questions we may have. But I do believe that if you will ask him, uh, he'll reveal himself to you. Mm, David Bradshaw, thank you for being on the show. We're going to do a quick swap out. We're going to bring in Faith on the program. Faith, yes, I'm going to ask you about two minutes worth of questions, and it's only going to be this. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, yeah. You're, You're welcome. Awesome. What, um, what sort of, in a kind of just a nutshell, thumbnail, just a quickie, how did you come to know Jesus? Just in a kind of a quick story. Yeah. Um, well, I was actually a... Um, I was coming up on my senior year at Liberty University, and I actually was not a believer during that time. And I, I, t- I prayed in the summer, and I said, "God, you have six months to show me that um, not just that you're real, but that you actually love me." Because I, I just I've never experienced it, mm-hmm. and so actually uh, month three um, in the fall, someone invited me to a worship night, and I went. 
and I completely experienced the full love of God. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the first time I realized that it was so much more than a religion. Um, Christianity was really about a relationship, and it was it was something that was just so personal. And uh, it really changed everything for me. I, I got delivered of complete depression and got filled with just um, unexplainable joy. And it was just an amazing experience. And ever since then, I've, I've never been the same. And wow. I've just always been full of joy ever since. So, so you can clearly say that you are different after encountering Jesus and being born again. Yeah. Yeah, different completely. person. Yeah, I I knew all the right answers before. Like I, I I felt like I knew you know knew the the right answer, like who you know right theology or whatever. But I I didn't have it personally, and and I just got to a point where I was like, God, you you really have to show up because I can't live another second like this, and I'm very like I'm just completely desperate for mm-hmm. you. And when I reached that point of desperation and like asked him, he showed himself to me. Showed up. Mm-hmm. God showed up. Yeah. So would you say that you had maybe head knowledge, but at that point you really didn't have heart knowledge of yeah, Jesus? Yeah, completely. Yeah. 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 I um Yeah. Very much, <laughs> he he just he broke every box that I put him in. Once I once uh, once he showed himself to me, it was it was just amazing. It was better than I could have ever imagined. Uh, well, so. our listeners can't see you, but I can tell uh, our listeners that you have just a brightness and a joy about you, and so um, keep doing. Let your light shine. Right. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Now we're going to cycle in another, our other friend, Gabe, on the show. We only have a couple minutes. Gabe, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Um, here it is. Thanks again for joining us, by the way. Thank you. Uh, in a nutshell, we only have like a minute. Can you tell our listeners how you uh, came to know Jesus? Yeah. So I, um, you know, I grew up going to church and I think very much like my wife, faith, you know, kind of knew some of the answers. Uh, not all the answers, but I def- definitely feel like I knew some of the answers. But I um, I can honestly say that I don't think I really actually heard the gospel preached to me until I was probably a senior in high school. And I uh, was basically searching for fulfillment in all these other ways because I had no no place to find it. I, I didn't know that there was that there was an offer on the table by Jesus, you know. And so anyway, I just had these amazing youth directors when I was a senior in high school. They were actually my next door neighbors, mm-hmm. um, which was crazy. And, and in some ways, I always looked up to them. You know, I always thought that there was something about them that, um, you know, that just piqued my interest. There was something that uh, that I just wanted to know about them. And so they became the youth pastors at my um, at my little Methodist church at home in Chester, Virginia. And um, they led me to Christ. Mm-hmm. And they, they shared the gospel with me and explained who Jesus was. And um, and they and they led me to they, they led me to him. And so I received Christ as a senior in high school after searching fulfillment for, for fulfillment in every other way possible. Mm, gosh, Gabe, it's wonderful to hear that on this program. One of the common themes we hear is that there are people that influence your direction and um, your uh, ultimately your search for Jesus and it sounded like you had some people that really helped you help point you to Jesus yeah Jason and Jenny changed my life it's mm, awesome yeah well listen thank you for being on the show I'm gonna now bring in Joan Hutter and ask if she would give us just like the quick 
I hate to put a time on you, but we got like 30 seconds. Would you just pray for Charlottesville as we close out this program? Would you lay one on us? Thank you, Jeff. Father, you are so glorious. Lord Jesus, you are more than we could ever dream. We love you so much. Holy Spirit, thank you for leading us, for living inside of us. And Lord, we just bless your holy name from Charlottesville. The plot of land in this city would let a sound rise, a song rise from Charlottesville to the Father's throne, to the throne of the Lamb and the Father. That incense would rise, that we would add to the bowls in heaven where incense rise, or the prayers of the saints, incense rise to the Father, incense rise to the Son, and all day and night, day and night, there's their prayers rising. So we just join that song to the Father out of amazing love, a response to your love for us. And this morning I was praying, Lord, and I just pray it now, that you would release the river of your glory from the Father's heart, from the throne of the Father and the Lamb. It runs down the city street in heaven. And Father, would you let your river of glory, the river of the water of life, it's bright and clear as crystal. Would you let it run down and fill our city streets and not only here, but every single other tent, every single other city and campus that's represented, and certainly the Awaken the Dawn crew. And Father, we just bless your holy name and say you're worthy in Jesus' name. Amen. Joan Hutter, thank you so much. David Bradshaw, guys, Gabe, Faith, we thank you guys for joining us on the show. This is Everyday Faith Radio. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Come restore and make us It's like having a Fox News app right there in your dashboard. Seaville 1075 and AM 1260 WCHV AM and FM Charlottesville. Doubling down on his defense. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. Acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney still explaining something he said last week. While being asked about Ukraine, he appeared to confirm a quid pro quo between military aid to Ukraine and an investigation into Joe Biden and his son. Mulvaney spoke to Fox's Chris Wallace of Fox News Sunday. You've been in these in these in these briefings. You know how back and forth it is. You know how rapid fire it is. Look to the facts on the ground, things that you can actually sort of certify and what what should put this issue to bed is that the money flowed. In a phone call with the leader of Ukraine, President Trump requested an investigation into the Bidens. That phone call is at the center of the impeachment probe. The administration also defending the president's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria. The uh, U.S. withdrawal continues apace from northeast Syria again. Uh, We're talking weeks, not days. Defense Secretary Mark Esper telling reporters while traveling to Afghanistan those troops will be relocated to western Iraq. Democratic voters clearly like what they're hearing from presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg. During last week's debate in Ohio, the South Bend mayor questioned fellow candidate Elizabeth Warren's Medicare for All plan. I'm proposing Medicare for all who want it. It means we create